I had so many people say, I wish I could bring my dog to yoga, but they're crazy. And I'm like, yeah, Rose is the exception. Let's be honest. She's not, she's more human than she is dog. But I'm like, that should be a thing. We should be able to do that because Mm -hmm. that would be hilarious and amazing and so much fun. I'm Phil Hatterman, and this is Dog Words, presented by Rosie Fund. Today on Dog Words, Jesse Schroyer returns to discuss Doga at Bar K Dog Bar, and we highlight an enrichment and adoption program at a hotel in Mississippi. In each episode of Dog Words, we explore the world of dog care and companionship. We save each other is the motto of Rosie Fund, which simply means the more we do for dogs, the more they do for us, and they already do a lot. If you love dogs, you'll love this podcast. We welcome your comments, questions, and suggestions. Go to the podcast page at rosiefund.org to share your thoughts. Use your favorite podcast service to subscribe, rate, and share, please share, dog words. This helps us with sponsorships. Then Rosie Fund can help more dogs. If this is your first visit to Dog Words, please check out archived episodes at rosiefund.org. The mission of Rosie Fund is to provide humans with the resources and education they need to give senior and harder-to-adopt dogs a better life. We thank you for joining our mission. Today on Dog Words, we welcome back Jesse Schroyer. Hi, Jesse. Hi, Phil. We uh, had you on earlier to talk about Hospice Foster with Huck, and that episode was very well received. I just wanted you to know that that's gotten lots of downloads and lots of shares. Aww, and thank any you. and any listeners who haven't checked out episode zero one zero two with Jesse and Huck, by all means, go back and listen to that one. Do it. Today we are going to talk about. Doga. Yay. Doga's my favorite. You're excited about Doga. I'm excited about Doga. (laughs) I would bet there's uh, three groups of listeners. We have the listeners who also are excited about Doga like us. Right. Listeners who have no idea what we're talking about. Right. And then people who think, okay, Doga, yoga for dogs, but that's not for me because either they haven't done yoga or they don't have a dog. Right. Yes. So we're going to open up a whole new world of possibilities to listeners out there with Doga. Indeed. Let's do it. So tell our listeners what Doga is. Okay. So Doga is yoga with your dog. Doga, I tell people, is not about being peaceful like what you would expect in a regular yoga class. Doga is about being joyful. And so the basis of it is I lead people through a yoga class And our dogs are there and free to roam and to play and to jump and to steal hair ties or be as part of the yoga experience as they want or not, but they inevitably always are. I would not discourage someone from doing doga if they feel like that doesn't fit with what I want from yoga, that I can't let go Um, I'm a little uptight about what my dog is doing, or I don't want a dog running across my mat, but maybe you're just the person who needs Doga. Yes. So the other part of what I tell people about Doga is obviously it's not about being peaceful. It's about being joyful, but Doga is also about going with the flow and taking what comes and just incorporating all these beautiful furry loving creatures into the practice where they're teaching us how to love, how to enjoy and how to 
just be part of what's going on every day with all those changes and unexpected kisses and licks and jumps that we get. It's something that our dogs teach us every single day to go with the flow, to be joyful, to be in the moment and to just take things as they come. Because if you're looking ahead to, oh, now I'm going to have to wipe this paw print off my mat instead of focusing (laughs) on the joy in that dog's face as it's chasing after another dog. Yes. Or a dog that's not yours plopping down on your mat. I can't do this yoga pose because there's a dog on my mat. It's not even my dog. No one cares. It's wonderful. Yes, no one cares. I definitely encourage dogs as props throughout those classes. And my dog is the ultimate prop dog. She's very good at being that prop dog to to show what I mean by that. But um, yeah, it's just all about taking it all in. And so doing something, having another activity you can actually do with your dog rather than having to leave your dog at home. For those who've not done yoga before, how much of a challenge is it then to learn what you're teaching, but then also be present with what the dog is doing? Doga is definitely all levels. And I've had so many first timers for yoga at Doga. And I think one of the reasons is you can really, one, the classes I teach are available to all levels of yoga, even if you're a brand new beginner. Two, there's so much joy in the location and in this place that I think it breaks down that whole self-consciousness because nobody's doing everything right because Mm -hmm. you've got a dog jumping up and giving you kisses or you've got one right under your foot or whatever. So the perfectionist in people can fade away because you've got, you know, a furry friend there that just wants you to love on them. Full disclosure on a couple of points. Jesse and I, and I mentioned this in our last interview, went through yoga teacher training together. Yes. I've taken lots of yoga classes together. So I'm kind of biased that I think she's awesome. Uh But also, second point of full disclosure, I sometimes teach the doga class when you're not available. Truth. Yeah. What scares a lot of people about yoga in general is if it's my first time there, everyone else is going to be better at it than me and they're going to be looking at me. Yeah. Not the case in yoga. No one's looking at you. It's not the case in a regular yoga class and it's even less the case in a doga class. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. We've got some pretty gung-ho regulars at Doga because they just love the experience, including Phil and Peaches. And some of our regulars are known for uh, some outlandish behavior, like wanting to pull a mat out from underneath your feet or stealing hair ties out of your hair. You know, it's just you're going to be in a pose and then a dog's going to come underneath your leg and you're like, oh, hi there, friend. And I've spent classes... And they're about 45, 50 minutes. 45 minutes. I've spent more than half of a class sitting with a dog on top of my lap. Yes. Or laying down with a dog on my chest. And if you're looking for yoga to bring you peace, joy, contentment, just laying there breathing with a dog, you're achieving that goal. For sure. 100%. And be process-oriented, not outcome-oriented. Yes. That's a process that I think most of us could be on board with. Absolutely. Does someone have to have a dog to do doga? No. So if you don't have a dog, but you love dogs, I think that's a requirement, is that you love dogs. Just come on down and you're going to get your dog fixed. You're going to get your dog filled because the dogs are not just sitting there with their owners doing yoga the whole time and some Lion King type situation. The dogs are free there. They can play. And we have a dog tender on site 
that makes sure that the dogs are, they can help clean up after them. If they go to the bathroom, they make sure that if they're playing a little too rough, they get a little break. And so you don't have to worry about your dog or anyone else's dog because we make it an environment that everyone can truly enjoy and have fun, whether you have your own dog or not. You've said, come on down, and you've mentioned dog tenders. This sounds like a wonderful <laughs> place. What place are we talking oh about, Oh my Jessie? gosh, where could this be? It's at Barquet in the River Market. Well, on the riverfront in Kansas City. And if you want to know more about Barquet, go to episode 0101, where we interview Dave Hensley, co-founder of Barquet, and we talk more about Barquet. And you can also go to barquetdogbar.com to see their event schedule and learn more about Barquet. So it's an environment where there's other dogs around and there's yes. other people you'll get looked at. I'll be honest. There are people yeah. who are wandering around the park with their dog who then see what is this joyful activity going on there that I'm missing out on? Yeah. Yeah. People are looking cause they're like, holy cow, that looks like fun. There's yoga with dogs. Mm-hmm. What? And I don't know if I'm jumping ahead here. Tell me if I am, but it seems like a good place to talk about how Doga came up. Yes. Because Barquet has been such an integral part of I that. Think, I think it's the perfect time to talk about that. Great. So I was teaching yoga in the park and Rosa started coming with me. And I realized Rosa was like the perfect yoga dog because she's just ridiculously well behaved. And it's not even fair because I, I, she just came that way. And- She lives in her Zen. She does. She does. She lives in her Zen. It's true. She's very Zen out right now, actually, in front of the fireplace. So I'd bring Rosa to yoga and she would wander around and meet the participants and then come and lay on my mat as I taught class. And she knew when Shavasana was and then would go and generally lay by somebody or give what I call her assist with her paw. And then she knows the word namaste because whenever I would say that at a class, she'd know like, oh, I can walk around and see Mm -hmm. everyone again. And I had so many people say, I wish I could bring my dog to yoga, but they're crazy. And I'm like, yeah, Rose is the exception. Let's be honest. She's not, she's more human than she is dog. But I'm like, that should be a thing. We should be able to do that because Mm -hmm. that would be hilarious and amazing and so much fun. And I wrecked my brain because I'm like, well, we could go to a dog park, but there's poop everywhere. Mm -hmm. Like how do you monitor? And most dog parks are not attended. So who do you talk to about, can I reserve this space? Right. You can't. I mean, I'm I'm sure you could. You could go to the parks department and they'd say, are you insane? Yeah. (laughs) Why would you want to do yoga in poop? Right. Exactly. And so I'd had this idea and it'd been kind of brewing in my head, but I just was not sure how to pull it off. And then I was in Kansas city, walking around one day and I met somebody walked in with their dog and they're like, Hey, can I leave this stuff? It's about, um, this, this bar and dog park that we're opening. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm listening. What? And it was Dave, Dave and his dog Bishop had walked into an apartment lobby and were putting down cards for Barquet, the lab at the time, which was their first iteration of Mm -hmm. the, of Barquet dog bar. And I had, was in there handing out yoga cards. And I was like, I'm sorry. Hi, I'm Jesse. You don't know me. I want to talk to you about something. How do you feel about doga? And that's how I said it. And he automatically knew what I meant. Mm-hmm. He knew what I meant without me having to explain it. And he was like, yes, let's do it. And Dave and Labe, their approach to Barquet has been to explore. Let's see what works. What does our customer base want? And then they adapt 
to that. So they're willing to try things. Yes. And the whole premise has been, let's build something that we can do with dogs, not leaving them at home. Mm -hmm. So being able to incorporate other activities has been part of their mission. So Dave was like, absolutely, yes, let's figure this out. So we started doing doga at the lab of... (sighs) Two years ago, three years ago. Oh, it was at least three years ago. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's I, I all runs together yeah. now. As I'm thinking that out loud, I'm like, "Holy cow! Yeah, we've been doing this for a while." Yeah, so that's how Doga was born, and so we've gone through a couple different iterations from the lab now to to the actual dog. Yeah, what bar. time of day? What days? How to set yes. up? Yes, what works best for the customers. When do people want to do this? Yeah, yeah. And in the summers, we we switch it up a bit, but we're mostly there Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. So we're started for the season? We've been doing pop-ups this winter. So once a month, we do a doga pop-up because they have tents and an indoor space that the dogs can also be in. And we'll do one more once a month doga pop-up. We do that from basically October through March. And so our last one will be in March. And then in April, we start doing Doga weekly at 10 a.m. on Sundays outside. Do you know the date of that March pop-up? Yes, Sunday, March 15th. Okay, so come to the pop-up Sunday, March 15th. And then after that, every Sunday? Every Sunday, starting in, starting in, in April, April. The mm-hmm. first Sunday in April, running through pretty much October. Yeah, and important to know, if you're a member of Barquet, your cost for Doga is $10, and that includes the class, and you get a post-Doga drink of your choice, be it a mimosa, a coffee, a kombucha, whatever would wet your whistle. And if you're a non-member, you're absolutely welcome to come. It'll be $15 for the same experience and the post-Doga beverage. Anyone out there who does yoga regularly knows that you don't usually get that for $15. No. <laughs> No, not at all. Certainly not for 10. No, definitely not. So it's a great price, a great experience. You mentioned that throughout the winter, it's the monthly pop-up because they have the tents to accommodate the weather. What's done the rest of the year to accommodate the weather? Because it's not always ideal conditions every Sunday. Right. Come April and May, basically, it's, you know, gorgeous and spring and and beautiful. And when we get into June, July, and August, it can get a little toasty, a little hot. We're out in Pet Finder Park at Barkey Dog Bar. There is some shade available. And when it gets hotter, we actually bring out another tent to create more shade. And that makes a really big difference. We also keep the yoga part a lot. We go a lot slower. We move a lot slower when it gets hotter. You're an experienced yoga teacher. So you yes. adapt to conditions and Absolutely. the students and uh, you're not going to put anyone at risk for heat stroke or, right. or hypothermia, depending on what right. the weather's doing. Someone who's not a regular at Barquet may not know where Pet Finder Park is. That's the fenced off area behind the stage. Yes. It's AstroTurf. So mm-hmm. it's clean. And I don't know if everyone realizes when the sun hits the AstroTurf, it warms it up it because does. I've done Doga a lot of times where it's 50 and sunny and it is absolutely perfect. It's warm mm-hmm. on that turf. You put down your mat. And speaking of mats, I would encourage people to bring their own mat. You have mats there. You do have mats. So if you don't own a mat or you have a nice mat, I would I would also encourage if you have a nice mat. That don't you bring your Manduka Pro. Yes. Do not bring your nice mat to Doga. It might get peed on. That has happened. But we do have mats there available. But if you've got that, 
you know, mat that you've had forever that sits in your closet and you don't ever use, that's your perfect. Or you go to pop up yoga in a park. This is the one you take to throw Mm -hmm. down because it might be on sticks or in mud or something. Yep. That's the mat. Bring that mat. If you have a dog, bring your dog. There's the puppy pen right next door. Mm -hmm. So that sometimes is fun for the dogs that they get to see the puppies in the small dog area next door. If you're not sure if your dog is going to behave throughout the entire class, are you just kind of stuck there with your dog? What happens? No. And so that's why we have our own dedicated dog tender for each doga session. So if your dog is like, I want out in the big park to play, then your dog can go play in the big park. If you're like, no, my dog would rather play the whole time. I'd rather do yoga with these other dogs. You can absolutely do that. Or if we get to a place where a dog might need more energy outlet, then the dog tender can take that dog to the big park. It's amazing, especially for first time doggies. That's what I'm going to call them doggies. I love it. First time doggies to be a little overwhelmed at the beginning of class because the dogs are all getting to know each other and they're just swarming around. You might think, I don't know if I can handle 45 minutes of this. If you don't try to match their energy, if you breathe and move Mm -hmm. and pay attention to Jesse's cues, it's wondrous how the dogs eventually just sort of match that energy. Yeah, it's truly amazing. And I've seen it over and over again, as have you, where the dogs will be crazy. And it's every day is different. You just never know what you're going to get energy wise from the dogs. But one of, I think, one of our craziest dogas was um, not this last month, but the month before. And one of our pop-up dogas, and it was inside, so it was extra crazy because there's Mm -hmm. no, there's less room for the dogs to run, and there's a lot of echo, and it was just so insane the whole time. And I'm like, let's try Shavasana. And sometimes in doga, Shavasana doesn't always You don't have to lay down. You You never have to lay down down in Shavasana if you don't want to, but particularly in doga, if you, I'd rather sit here and have my head on a swivel. Yeah. If you don't feel comfortable, you do not have to, but everyone laid down and everyone just calmed down. And by everyone, I mean all the dogs too. And after such a crazy session, just our dog tender that day, she was like, this is insane because it, we went from like 10 out of 10 to a level like two. And dogs were laying next to people who weren't even their owner. Yeah. It was so <laughs> was amazing. That. Yeah. I took a video cause I was like, I cannot believe how everyone calmed down so quickly and so much in such a short period of time. Dogs truly match our energy. So when we are worked up, they will be worked up. Keep that in mind when you're walking your dog, they're feeding Absolutely. off your energy. Yes, constantly. So if you're getting upset with your dog, it's like, why is my dog all tense and worked up? Maybe it's because you're tense and worked up. Yeah. Not to be accusatory. Right. But consider. Yes. They're feeding off your energy. And if you dial it down, then they dial it down. That'd make Mm -hmm. it easier for you then to dial it down a little more. And you feed each other getting to that energy. Speaking of walking dogs, perhaps some of our listeners aren't, aware of how yoga might benefit you in walking your dog. Yeah. Yoga is all about awareness and becoming aware of your body and how you're holding your body. So it really rolls over into everyday activities like walking your dog and being aware of how, and if you're supporting your lower back by engaging your core so slightly, whenever you walk, 
making sure that you're continuing to open your shoulders, maybe with a nice good stretch afterwards. Just making sure that your spine is accustomed to moving in all different directions because when you walk your dog, as you know, if there's a squirrel across the street, sometimes they might want to dart out. And you being aware, and not only aware, but also able to react accordingly and in a way that benefits your body rather than being jerked around by one limb or another, it's going to keep you safe and keep you strong. If you do yoga, you also will have better balance, a better base. Yes. And can better react to surprise changes in direction. Absolutely. I would love for everyone out there to do doga, especially if you're in Kansas City, come Mm -hmm. to Barkay. Or look for doga in your community. But just doing yoga in general is going to help you be safer, better quality of life. So consider yoga and consider doga. If someone would like to know more about yoga with Jesse Schroyer, what do they need to know, Jesse? I have a website. It's www.jessieschroyer.com. I'm going to spell it because that last name is a little funky and I spell my first name a little different. So it's J-E-S-S-E-S-H-R-O-Y-E-R.com. And there you can find links to my Facebook, to my Instagram, to my YouTube channel. And you'll also find my schedule of where I teach yoga or how to get in touch with me if you're interested in privates or on-site yoga at work or anything else. Or any of your retreats that are coming up. What's your next retreat? We're going to Hawaii. So if you want to go to Hawaii in December and do yoga, I've been on yoga retreats with Jesse. You will not be disappointed. The link for jessieshoyer.com and barkadogbar.com both are in the description for this episode. If you want to know more about Jesse and the story of Huck, go back and check out episode 0102 of Dog Words and episode 0101, the premiere episode of Dog Words. We talked to Dave Hensley with Bar K. If any of our listeners out there know of other doga opportunities in addition to Bar K, let us know. We'll share that in a future broadcast, especially outside of Kansas City. I'm not aware of what's out there. So let us know what other doga is going on and other interesting pairings of dogs and an activity that you can now share with your dog other than yoga. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing doga with us today, Jesse. I look forward to seeing you at the pop-up and then regularly each week at Bar K for Doga. Thanks for having me back. I look forward to finding some other amazing dog-related topic to talk about again soon. We'll absolutely have you back. Thank you again, Jesse. Thanks, Phil. Creative Foster Program is in the news. Rokosh Lorna Vicious and Dennis Timolis at BoardPanda.com tell the story of the Foster Hope Initiative at the Home to Suites by Hilton in Biloxi, Mississippi, a hotel property specializing in long-term visits. With an Air Force base, shipbuilding, and other local industry, guests often stay for months at a time. Since October 2018, the hotel has offered guests the chance to foster shelter dogs from the Humane Society of South Mississippi in their rooms during their stay. And if the human guests hit it off with their temporary companions, they just need to fill out an adoption application and pay the $50 adoption fee to become that dog's forever family. This enrichment program frees up the space at local shelters for other dogs while increasing the exposure for these dogs. The Humane Society of South Mississippi does reserve the right to deny an adoption. 
If that's the case, they invite guests to visit their shelter another day and find the pet that's right for them. If you know of any shelters with creative adoption and enrichment programs, or if you have an idea for one, let us know at rosyfun.org so we can share the story on a future episode of Dog Words. I'm Phil Hatterman, and you've been listening to Dog Words, presented by Rosie Fund. I want to thank our guest, Jesse Schroyer. To learn more about yoga with Jesse, including upcoming retreats, go to jessieschroyer.com. That's J-E-S-S-E-S-H-R-O-Y-E-R.com. On most podcast services, a link to Jesse's webpage is in the description. The full calendar of events for Bar K, including Doga, is at barkdogbar.com slash calendar. Again, a link is in the description for this episode. Both Jesse and Bar K have links on their websites to follow them on social media, including Facebook. I also want to thank alternative string duo The Wires, featuring cellist Sasha Groshong and violinist Laurel Morgan Parks, for playing the wonderful music you've heard on this and previous episodes of Dog Words. Learn more about The Wires at thewires.info and download their music on iTunes. Support Rosie Fund by following us on social media. Find links to our social media pages at rosiefund.org. Subscribing to the free Rosie Fund YouTube channel gives you access to all of our videos, including some exclusive video content, and it gives more exposure to the shelter dogs we feature. Just search for Rosie Fund on YouTube or use the link at rosiefund.org. Please make Rosie Fund your charity with Amazon Smile, and if not Rosie Fund, any charity of your choice. It costs you nothing. Amazon has money to give to charities and wants your help identifying worthy causes. Use your favorite podcast service to download and subscribe to Dog Words. And please share this podcast. This helps us with sponsorships. Then Rosie Fund can help more dogs. Send your comments, questions, and suggestions via the website. And let us know if you would like to be a sponsor of the Dog Words podcast. Thank you for listening. And remember, we save each other. <laughs>